It is Friday, January 19th, 2024, and uh, today I'm going to talk about the, how this week went with Wazard, the progress that I made, and some of the things that I feel like I learned or relearned. So probably none of you know this, but I'm a pretty big fan of Brandon Sanderson's books. I've read almost all of them. I I have like three that I need to catch up on. Trying to keep up with his books is um, hard, which I guess being a fan of his books is good because he writes a lot of them. So uh, you get a lot of books to read. But one of my favorite books is in the Stormlight Archive series. And um, the book is... Uh, it's the third book in the series. It's called Oathbringer. And there's a character in the book. Um, and somebody asks, the character's name is Dalinar. And somebody asks asks him what the, what the most important step a man can take. And his initial response is, well, it's the first one, obviously. The first step is the most important step you can take. And... Um, this is a little bit spoilers, but not really, so I'm fine saying it. But later in the book, uh, he comes to realize that the most important step a man can take is the next step. So it's not the first step, it's the next step. And I really like that. It's, uh, I think, something that I would like to live my life by, that kind of mantra, is that the most important step you can take is the next one. And... So this week on Tuesday, I, so Monday went pretty well. I, uh, you know, I recorded a podcast episode Monday, talked about some of the things I learned, and I watched a few more videos after the podcast uh, and learned uh, some more things, but the general feeling was the same with the, with the demo that I sent out. So I had a pretty good sized list from watching the playtesters. And <clears throat> I was looking forward to Tuesday and all the work I was going to get done. And then there was kind of, um, Tuesday didn't go very well. And uh, there was there was some reasons for that. Uh, I didn't seem to be, I was feeling a little bit sick Tuesday. I wasn't feeling the greatest. Um, and there was also uh, a family here in our community who lost their lost one of their daughters to cancer. She was about eleven, and and um, so that was kind of there was kind of a, a, a kind of a feeling of I, I guess just I'm, I don't know how to describe the feeling. Kind of like a weight. I think in our home, my daughter, my oldest daughter is nine. And so we knew the family. Um, and it was hard on our kids when we had to tell them. And so it was, it was kind of a hard day. I don't want to use that as an excuse, but it definitely, um, it definitely, I think, affected the day. And then I really just ended up spending the whole day, all of Tuesday, watching YouTube. 
Like I just wasted the day essentially. I think I maybe did some support in the Discord channel. Um, I always check, answered a few emails and stuff here, you know. But the but really, I didn't work on Wazard at all, and I wasted the day. And at about oh, I don't know, it's probably like four thirty in the afternoon. I was looking back on the day and being like, well, I wasted the whole day, right? And then I was looking at the last 30 minutes that I had and I was thinking, well, there's not really, I'm not really going to get anything done. And I realized in that moment that I was projecting my, um, I was projecting the, I was projecting the same behavior into the future. And, and I kind of, had like my own moment of realization, which was why on earth would I project that into the future? (laughs) Like, why would I, why would I look at the last 30 minutes of the day and project that it's going to go the same as the last, the rest of the day. And I decided that I was, I was never going to do that. I was always going to look at the, Whenever I was looking into the future, I was going to imagine or project the behavior that I wanted uh, and and never project the behavior that I just thought was going to happen or I thought was inevitable or whatever. I was going to project the behavior that I wanted into the future. Why on earth would I project behavior that I don't want into the future? That's That's not good. So... That was my realization. What I ended up doing was just enabling my site blocker. I have a simple site blocker app. Um, it's called, I'll tell you what it is. It's called Block Site Site Blocker and Focus Mode. And it's just a plugin for Google Chrome that allows you to choose certain sites to block. And I can enable it and disable it really easily. So if, if I ever want to like get on YouTube, I can just easily disable the site blocker, hop on YouTube. It's not a lot of resistance really, but if I turn it on, it's a reminder. If I go and I type in YouTube and then it pops up and says, Hey, uh, this site's on your block list. Then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't actually want to get on YouTube right now. I want to work on Wazard. So, so that's what I did at the end of the day. I think I got out my notebook too and made like a plan for the things I was going to work on the next day. I tend to find that using notes, I I take a lot of notes. I write down a lot of stuff in a physical notebook. Uh, It's a way for me to kind of um, make plans for what I want to do next without having to uh, get on my computer. It's like really accessible and easy. So I set up my site blocker. First of all, I was like, I'm not going to just watch YouTube for the last 30 minutes of the day. So instead, I turned on my site blocker, got out my notebook, and took some notes. And then on Wednesday, which was the day, which was the next day, I got a whole ton of stuff done. And I actually had some stuff planned with um, my brother to. Uh, play some sma- a couple of my brothers and cousins to play some Smash Brothers together, and then I had a plan for um, doing some pickleball drills. So like, there was other things during the day that I ended up doing that kind of took up some time, but I got a ton done on Wazard that day, and I got um, 
And then the rest of the week has just gone really well as well. I've kept my site blocker on and I've just been putting a bunch of time into Wazard and it's felt really good. I kind of, I had that day that I, that I didn't, that I feel like I'm not proud of how I acted, right? I look back at Tuesday and I go, I, I, yes, I was not feeling the greatest. Yes, there was, there was kind of like a heavy mood because of the, because of the stuff that had happened with the family. And, um, but that wasn't, but it was still wrong of me to do what I did. And I, I don't think I should have been watching YouTube all day. I think I should have been working. Even if I, even if I decided that I was going to take the day off and just spend time with my family, that's different, right? Um, but instead, I essentially took the day off and spent time on YouTube. And that's, that's what I don't like about what happened. So I'm not saying you shouldn't take breaks. Uh, I'm just saying that I don't think the way I handled that time was good for me and should have been handled that way. But, you know, I bounced back. I had a bad day. I didn't let it carry into the rest of my week. And, you know, the most important step was the next one. And that was Wednesday. And I, I got, um, I cleaned up the wording on some of the spells. I, uh, the, there's an electric ball spell and I made it so that it does damage over time because it's a really big, slow-moving spell. So now what it does is if there's an enemy inside of it, it deals damage every half second to them. Um, really fun spell to use. And it um, works well with the positioning aspect of the game because uh, you tend to, it, because it's so slow-moving, you, you tend to want to follow behind or nearby your spell to encourage enemies to chase after you and then move into it. So it actually changes the way that you play the game a little bit, and that makes it extra fun as uh, kind of if you get this secondary spell, you're probably going to be playing the game slightly differently than you would have before. Then I, uh, I also um, made it so that the mini-map showed which rooms you had already been to. And... Uh, so that was nice because that's a feature that's been highly requested for a while. Um, and then yesterday and today, I got a bunch of, so Thursday and Friday, I got a bunch of stuff done too. I, um, my main focus for the week was to create a pause menu where you could view the secondary spells that you'd unlocked and the charms that you had. So you could kind of look at your build, right? Your current your current build, because um, you're drafting spells and charms in order to try and create synergies and deal more damage. And so I needed a way for the players to be able to see that. So there's a pause screen where you can see your secondary spells, what they do, and see your charms uh, and all your stats. And um, so yesterday I created a system for keeping track of which secondary spells had been unlocked and then, dis and then displaying those in a UI. And then I... Uh, made it so that you could navigate the secondary spells in that UI so you could see their um, descriptions. And then I made it so that, that shows up in the pause menu. There's a lot of bugs that came with that. Okay, not a lot. There was like two or three. Um, so I went through and fixed those bugs. In fact, this morning I was fixing a few of those bugs as well. And then there are some other bugs, existing bugs, 
from from uh, from the whole stats refactor that I did. So I spent some time fixing those, in particular with the Berserker's Axe Charm and the Midas Charm. There were some bugs around those. So I fixed those this morning. Uh, got a bunch done so far. It's 11 a.m. now. I'm hoping, I'm going to push out a build by the end of today for sure. The thing that I would like to get is a stat cheat sheet because right now there's still no real way of seeing what stats do. But I have to think about how I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to implement some sort of cheat sheet like that. I could make it another pause screen that you could press a button for, but ideally I just like it in the pause screen that I have where uh, when you pause the game, you can navigate maybe over to the stats and then it shows a description of those each of those stats too. So if you go over to power, it says this affects the damage of your primary spell. If you go to rush, it says this affects the fire rate on your primary spell, right? And kind of tells you stuff about the different stats. Uh, that's my ideal by the end of today, but I don't know if I can do it because, because implementing that system might not be super easy. It might not be a day's, it might not be a feature for a day. It might be a feature for like two, th maybe three days. Um, it feels like a two-day feature if I'm just looking at it. But who knows? Maybe I can figure out a way to do it, even if it's kind of like an easier way, um, or like a just like a first step. Like this is the very basics of this feature, that you know the minimum viable product for the feature. Uh, so maybe I can find a way to do that and implement it before I push out a build. But the current build of the game is really fun. I'm having a lot of fun playing it, and. Uh, there's still there's still so much work to be done, but but I'm excited to upload this new build by the end of today, and I'm hoping that I'll get uh, some new. I'm gonna ask my brother to play it. Might ask my daughter to play it again, and kind of see how things go with those play tests. Uh, at some point, I should probably have my wife play it. She hasn't played it. I could get some feedback from her, but. Yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling optimistic. It was a really good week despite the struggles that I had on Tuesday. And and I kind of had that lesson that I learned, right? The lesson of um, not projecting, uh, I want to say bad behavior, but really it's just behavior, unwanted behavior. I'll put it that way. Uh, not projecting unwanted behavior into the future. Why would I do that? Why not project the wanted behavior into the future? I think that's a better term because calling it bad is, you know, subjective. It's like, I mean, I, it's not that I don't think there is bad behavior. It's just that there are certain behaviors that aren't necessarily bad. Like, you know, they're just, um, I wouldn't use the word bad to describe them. I would use the word unwanted or maybe unuseful. Um, so, yeah, uh, as like a final note to this podcast episode, um, I've been looking at writing a new book uh, this year, and it is not going to be uh, like a large book. 
I'm thinking a shorter ebook. So my other book was, you know, I don't know, it was like 36, 37,000 words or something. Uh, I obviously ended up writing way more than that, but the final version ended up being somewhere around there. And it was a significantly bigger project, a much harder project for me to do. That's why it took me quite a while. This book, I want it to be smaller. I'm thinking like 15,000 words. Um, I won't I won't print it, at least not initially. I'll just do the ebook version. I'm not going to do a Kickstarter or a, uh, I'm not going to crowdfund it. Um, I'm just going to focus on writing it, get to a, an editor and then self-publish again in ebook form on my website and sell it. But the working title for the book is How to Find Time for Your Indie Game without quitting your full-time job. And I think that's a I think that's a struggle that people have trying to find time to work on their game. The premise of the book is uh the premise of the book is that we find time for the things that we want to do. And so if you're struggling to find time for your indie game, uh you know, we make time for the things that we really want to do, the things that we prioritize, the things that are important to us. And so if you're not making time for it, then it's not important to you. Uh, not really. You can say that it is, but you're not making time for it. You're not motivated to do it. And I think there are definitely exceptions to that, where there are people who just genuinely don't have the time. And to those people, they probably shouldn't be making indie games as you know, on the side, if, if they genuinely don't have time for a hobby, like making an indie game, um, then I can understand that there are situations where that's the case. Um, but this book isn't for them, right? Uh, because I don't think they should be making games. Uh, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're having to work so much, and they need the rest, and they just don't have time for kind of a hobby like this on the side, then yeah, they probably shouldn't be doing it. So, But for everyone else, which is most of the people listening to this podcast, I think, um, you know deep down in your heart that you do have time and that you just have to make time for it. So the premise of the book, uh, this is obviously my initial draft, but the premise of the book is finding... Um, is that it will give you what I'm calling time-finding motivators. So they're basically things that you can do that will help motivate you to find time for your project. Um, and some examples of stuff like that would be asking people to play test your game and then watching them play test. Um, and these are just things that I've found in my own experience. You know, uh, some Wazard has been a part-time project for me. I have. I haven't been able to work on it full time because I have my actual job that makes money. Wazard doesn't make money. And I have to make sure that I'm doing support, that I'm updating my courses, that I'm recording YouTube videos for stuff, working on reference projects. Uh, I, have a, I have a lot of stuff that goes into that business. So these are just little things that I have found work for me, um, you know, like proper scoping. As something that I feel like I could have done better with Wazard, but I want to talk about that, what I think I did well, and and how I think um, proper scoping can be a motivator. Uh, finding finding high output workflows, 
um, workflows that allow you to create a lot of stuff quickly. Um, time boxing, right? Time boxing is, I think, a time finding motivator. So I see these things as ways to find time for your game, but also to motivate you and get you excited so that you'll um, build momentum and be more likely to find time for your game. You know, especially over the last two months, I've experienced that where there's been times where I've kind of lost all my momentum on the project and I've had to build that momentum back up. And I feel like I've used these time finding motivators to get me back into the project and to get me to where I would find time for it, where I'm making time for my indie game. Anyway, there's the premise of the book. Let me know if that's something that would be interesting to you, um, a book that talks about that. It's, it would be somewhat introspective, um, you know, kind of my experience while working on Wazard, working on it part-time, and some of the other games that I've worked on part-time in the past. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I will see you in the next one.